Here we go! Hey there, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you are tuned in to Church Nerds, a back row morning show. And this show is made possible by listeners just like you and a strong partnership between Back Row Radio and Love Thy Nerd. Aside from being a founding member of the aforementioned Love Thy Nerd, which is a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors, I have almost eight years experience in nerd culture missions and over a decade as a professional Christian on church staff. Fun little fact about me, I'm really into iced coffee right now. I thought coffee was my thing. You are barely drinking coffee at all. I asked you this morning, hey, making coffee. I just don't appreciate you making your fact about yourself about coffee. I had to answer a question the other day about how long I've been drinking coffee, and the answer is since age two. I just chewed our son out yesterday and told him, no more coffee for you. Well... You can blame his grandmother. I, yeah, easily. Because she did not restrict it in our house. I know. But she drank decaf, so it was a little different. It's a waste. Coffee is really good for you if you don't have sweeteners and milk in it. What? Yeah. Anyway, I'm Anna. We're coming back to that. I'm That's the Anna. banter. I am a homeschooled, homeschooling mom of three, soon to be four. But, well, okay, technically the the unborn child, when it is an infant, it will be unschooled. You and don't know. You don't know that. You homeschoolers know what I'm talking about when I say unschooled. I that is a weird rabbit hole. Don't know what that means. Well, I, maybe the baby comes out of genius. It's people who are like, we're learning from life, and we're going to make science and math and English lessons out of everyday living. Okay. So, like, it takes a really intentional kind of parent to do it. Okay. Um, I mean, my mom did it to an extent, but not like not like unschoolers do. Anyway. Unschool. So does that mean that you don't get a degree at the end of your unschooling? Because um, it's unaccredited? Honestly, it, is, it is severely Discredi- unaccredited. Uh, welcome to our discredited university. There's a lot of um, homeschooling that is unaccredited. Honestly, even in the curriculum world, it's a little dicey. It's it's difficult. You have to, there's only a few curriculums that are accredited and some states care more about it than others or like, you know, that's part of why I would like to, you know, public school our children once they're in high school and we don't have to worry about that as much and not just not, you know. But I guess it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You could always get your GED. Just go get your GED as long as you can pass the state test or the national test. And you can even take it. You know, you can take the SAT too. You can take it. You can go pay to take it. It's. You just may not have a high school diploma. Correct. But you got street smarts. Colleges care about those. Uh, They're not technically supposed to care more about them than GEDs, but. Mm. Mm, partiality. We yeah. just talked about that. Partiality. The sin. It's a the sin. Sin of the partiality. sin of partiality. If you are a university showing partiality, it just James says it's a sin. Don't do it. Yeah. Let everybody in. <laughs> um, hey, I want to come back to this coffee thing. Coffee's what? healthy for you? Yeah. Well, I don't have. Coffee is a controlled substance. I do not have an. It's not a controlled substance. You're right. It's not controlled. <laughs> It is a uh, legal. Gotcha. It's a legal addictive stimulant. So good. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. See? Um, <sighs> yeah, that was me taking a, there, taking a drag. You know, there are people that are, they go back and forth about coffee. But yes, it's supposed to be very good for your... Here we go. For your body. Here we go. What part of the body? <laughs> I think some of your organs. <laughs> I don't know. Specifically hey, which ones? Look on Bowels. Calvin Richard's um, what is it? Fitness for Busy Leaders group. And they were just talking about this. Um, we have a friend who is um pretty so, healthy. Yeah. He, he has a gym. You don't believe me, just ask him. He'll mm-hmm. tell you. Yeah. Yep. So we've talked about him before. Calvin Gohard Richard. Um, and he's I don't know. He's kind of like an like a fitness influencer locally. I would say. I would say he's kind of like. I would say he is the fitness influencer <laughs> in our area. He has a really decent group um, yeah. that has not a yeah, sponsor. Good. But... I enjoy. I enjoy his group and his posts. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they had one about coffee recently, and that was the que- he was the one who asked the question. How long have you been drinking coffee? Like, when was your first drink of coffee? To be to be honest, I don't know the answer to that. I don't. I say age two. We were kind of, so now they call it baby led weaning when you just eat whatever is at the table Mm. as an infant, like your parents just give you things from their plates and you don't do baby food and you know, did we do baby food? So now there's a term for it and it's very like, you know, crunchy and, and you can judge other parents if they don't do it. Definitely can. Yeah. I'm sure you could go online and find like a judging scale if you wanted to. Uh, well, so my parents did that with us, baby led weeding, and um, you know, just kind of whatever we wanted at the table. I don't think they would have just given us like an adult beverage or something, but within reason. Some people would, do is, question whether coffee is. Within I was going to say, would, would you not classify <laughs> coffee as mom, an adult beverage? My mom has always she always drank decaf. And it was like, she called it toddy coffee. No, not toddy coffee. Isn't that? <laughs> I don't know what you. Maybe t- she did call it that. But it was like, it was kind of like cold brew. Uh, yeah. Um, It was like this gigantic reservoir mm-hmm. with yes. a really thick, and I mean thick, filter in the bottom of it. Like at least, it was probably somewhere between a quarter and a half inch thick felt filter. Um, and Ew. Yeah. And felt? Then, mm-hmm, it was felt. And then you um, you put it all in there with water and it like marinates kind of and you let it drain through there. Okay. Like it ground, not beans, but like grounds. Oh my God. And then you keep it cold. It's like c- coffee concentrate. Okay. I mean, you, she oh. still does this, right? She, I, she might. I don't know. I feel like I've seen this it contraption. Is, it was the smoothest, best, most delicious, not bitter wonderful coffee and that was what i grew up on like she would make that you know and that's what i drank and i it's probably good for me maybe i don't know you don't drink coffee as much these days well yeah we talked about this because it's coming back apparently as you know as as much as coffee is good for you um Mm -hmm. It's, it tastes horrible and smells not, horrible. It's not doing not doing good things to you. But it's starting to smell good, and uh, you know, like I come and steal some of yours a little bit yeah. every once in a while, just like one sip. Yeah. It's fine. Our coffee's going a lot further these days. <laughs> I'm making I'm making I'm making yeah, travel mugs because we have we have a, a it's not a bullet a, a, ninja, a ninja coffee bar. Yeah, and the thing, that thing is 
Dope. I, lo- I love it. We've had it for years. Maybe that's our recommendation. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm going to go cool with that. Um, we've had it for years. My brother bought it for us because he saw our coffee pot or we didn't have something. Well, or... I mean, it was just a normal like Hamilton Beach coffee pot. Yeah. I don't know why. He just, he knew I liked coffee and he gave it to me for Christmas. Yeah. And it was very kind and wonderful. <laughs> and so we got a, we got a grinder and the whole nine yards and... To be fair, like I wasn't drinking a whole lot of coffee back then at all. It was mainly you that was drinking a lot of coffee. And then I started kind of picking up on it and I go back and forth. I can do black and sometimes I want my little sissy fruit drinks mm-hmm. and I've kind of landed on a sissy fruit drinks. <laughs> but those are not good for you, to be clear. That I, is not good for you. Almost geez. all of the benefits of coffee are completely undone by all of the no, sugar. No, it's still in there. The sugar is horrible and feeds cancer in your body. No, I'm using and honey. All kinds of I'm using honey. Well, it's, it's a still natural. a sugar. It's natural. It is natural. It's, bee it's better poop. than refined sugar. Is it bee poop or is it bee throw up? It's bee pie, bee byproduct. It's a bi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's delicious. It's yeah. true. I agree. Well, hey, we're going to take a short break. Um, coffee aside. Why and do we always talk about coffee in these things? We, gotta, we the need new best. material. No, why do you think? Well, I had other material. You had other material. We'll be we back. We two other ideas. We'll be we back in coffee? just a second to being back in just a second. We talk about it. Why do you think that so many churches have coffee bars? Hey, did you know that um, cappuccino was like made in monasteries. That's where it originated. And there were some other things that were made in monasteries that we're not going to talk I'm about. Gonna fi- I'm going to find where I found that. That's fine. And we'll talk about it sometime. I, yeah, but I, I basically don't... coffee is heavenly. That's what I learned from it. Mm, well, it's holy. <laughs> there's a lot of other things that might be too. Like we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about wine and, and some other spirits that were made in monasteries um, later on down the line. But all that aside, coffee, covefe as it was, um, is the best. And I think that there is a reason, you know, hey, if you're going to get people up at, you know, butt crack of dawn, mm-hmm. come hear about the Lord and get saved and baptized, you know, wake them up. Yeah, people hate on, on churches that serve coffee. I'm glad we go to a church that does. I'm just going to throw that out Technically, there. Technically right now we go to a church that doesn't. Yeah, Right now, because yeah. COVID. Yeah. But j- usually, normally... I heard somebody call it Rona Lisa earlier. And I Rona thought, Lisa? I'm here for that. Because mm, yeah. apparently you get demonetized if you say COVID-19 or coronavirus. What? Like on YouTube. Like if you have a video. What? Yeah. They demonetize. Why? Okay. This is me with We've my hands in the on. air. We have got to move on. This is taking too long. Anyway, we're going to be right back. Um, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about... Netflix and Chronicles of Narnia and Woo-hoo. probably a lot of other things in that vein. We're looking eventually. At, yeah, yeah we're, we're looking at um, kind of these these Christian stories that m- manifest. Well, we had talked about doing this before last week's segment. We had we had already been talking about doing this one, and I just was like, hey, no, we're gonna do it. We're doing it. Yeah. So when we come back, we are going to be talking specifically about Netflix and the Chronicles of Narnia. So sit back and enjoy some sweet tunes right here on Back Row Radio.
Well, hey, and welcome back to Church Nerds here on Back Row Radio, the live 365 app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you found us. It really doesn't matter. We are so glad that you are here. So, Anna, why don't you kind of push us into what it is that we're talking about today? Uh, well, I this was actually something you alerted me to. Oh, um, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, there were some rumors going around that Netflix was going to pick up the Chronicles of Narnia. What? Which, I mean, that's actually been confirmed now for a while. Um, so it the, the Chronicles of Narnia are a cult classic, basically. And I mean, not cult. So classic. weird. Yeah, I was just thinking that <laughs> as you were saying it. Christianity in Christian in Christian <laughs> circles, the it's a classic that only a cult would like. <laughs> no, but no. actually, I mean. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Lots and lots of people like that story. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been made several times, and we'll talk about that. But um, anyway, that news has been met with some mixed emotions from different people. Yes. Um. So I think for good reasons on both sides. Right. And so we're gonna break that down a little bit. So in the past. Like I said, it has been done, which the most well-known one probably right now is the Disney Walden. Walden Media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is so interesting to me because yes. back in ye old 1990s, maybe late 80s. Mm, I don't really know I think it when manifested it started. in late 80s and just, then re-manifested in the 90s. Yeah, so <clears throat> people I who mean, went through what we're about to talk to. Conservative Christianity was boycotting Walden Boycott. books in en masse. Like, it, Walden was not cool. I think that it had to do with that pornography um, thing hmm. going on. Um, and I so, thought you were going to talk about the Disney boycott just then. No, 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 no. Christians Walden. also boycotted Walden? Christian, yes, <laughs> yes. My parents, I can Guys, specifically we, remember. We are so good. No, no Walden books, but Disney, yes, also was you, also was boycotted for a while. Man, but so it's so weird right now because there's a bunch of stuff like then Disney Walden comes out with the Chronicles of Narnia and it's like this is amazing, which they did it quite well. It it was the I best think. it had been done. Yeah, to that point. Yeah, I. I think so. I they peaked definitely. There, too, there by the are way. things that are like, well, that's not quite right. Like the white witch, I don't think she looked like that's not the way she was described in the book, and you know, different things like that. Mm. But in general, I just think they did it so well. Um, yeah, I think it really. I mean, if you've read the books, yeah, it's different. But it gets it gets everything. It gets the most important pieces across. I think there might be. You know, it's kind of deep. I think that C.S. Lewis writes with a little bit more whimsy. Were you going to say deep magic? Don't deep sing it. Don't do it. Because we have to talk about that. <laughs> so, um, I the other things that we were like, yes, that's there. That's our little bridge into yeah. like the, all the ways that the Chronicles of Narnia have been. In. So it's interesting too to know that the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe has been done a lot. And then you kind of get, and the Prince and Prince Caspian's been done several times, but the farther you get into the series, kind of the less things are done. Yeah, it, 
doesn't have the legs. Well, I mean, it, it gets hard because, you know, you have aging actors. If you're going to do it over a period of time, yep. you have waning interest because just, it gets weirder. It does. Like as the books become less popular, like the white, the lion, the witch in the wardrobe is also the most popular book. It makes a lot of sense. And so just interest wanes and then they run out of funding because the interest has like there's no yeah. there's no build up. So this uh, happens with a lot I mean unless you're fast and the furious this happens with almost every single franchise. Anomaly. Yeah. You know? That's true. So I I kind of was looking at, looking at you, I Matrix. wanted to look at, at how it's been done. It's been done actually <laughs> so the Disney the Disney Walden adaptation is the first actual film work. The other ones were television. Like live action. I guess the, oh, I guess you the mean other like ones feature were, length. Yeah, film. the other ones were television. Oh, that makes sense. Things maybe even um, cartoon. Well, I've seen some cartoon ones, and I was like, well, that's that's like film, but I guess they were TV yeah. releases. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, so it was done or like in nineteen sixty seven. It was done in nineteen seventy nine. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was done in nineteen eighty eight and through nineteen ninety by BBC. Which I want to say I've seen. Which BBC stuff? There's some really good BBC stuff, but I, I'm not sure that I've seen that one either. Um, so th- I mean, this happened, and then it's been done for radio. Oh yeah, and obviously like audiobook stuff. Like I can remember listening to the horse and his boy in a dramatic audiobook yeah. um, kind of way, and then stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which our church did the mm. the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Sure did. The musical. Mm. Junior. Nope. No. Just regular. Um, And it's been done a couple of times, I guess, in musical form. I guess they did it in 1986 as a musical. That's when we we were talking about, I think, yeah, it was was last week's episode. We were talking about our pastor went through a series online, The Witch in the Wardrobe, Mm -hmm. which we called... um, No, not Siri. A series. (laughs) Siri, she was listening Um, to you. That's um, cute. So yeah, is it though? <laughs> Creepy. Um, Creepy cute. That's a thing. Not right now. It's not. It's like ugly cute. No, you're thinking of a turtle. <laughs> um, and so, so he went through this uh, this this series. Got through it that time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> where we we used the line, the witch in the wardrobe as um, it, you know as as the the allegory for whatever we were talking about during each sermon. And so it was really cool because the whole reason for that push was because we were doing the musical mm-hmm. with, you know, with the kids. And this was like, <clears throat> I don't think, I don't want to say that it was the 1986. It was something new. Oh, because yeah, it was, like, it was fairly new. They were having, they wrote music our, for our it. Our directors yeah. were having to record parts for it yeah. for like the kids, like nothing had really been done. I think it was only like a year or two old. Yeah, it was very new. So, and it was it was interesting. Um, and I mean, I don't know. Musicals are always kind of a little weird to me, if I'm being honest. But you love musicals. I love some musicals. Get out. I don't love all musicals. I didn't like Into the Woods. I don't love the, the Sound of, of Music either. <laughs> Even Mary Poppins is kind of like... Get out of my house. <laughs> You're the one that made uh, made us watch Mary Poppins too. You're making me choke. Which I feel like should be against the Geneva Convention. No. Well, you have to watch it. You do not. Well, I like the original Mary Poppins yeah. better. But 
no offense oh to gosh. Emily Blunt and Lin-Manuel Miranda, but I do like the original. I cannot, you cannot stand beat. the second one. <laughs> I can't. It's it's like the moment I think I know what's happening, they're like, oh no, listen to this song. No, Julie Andrews will always be the best ever. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. Yeah, what does that have to do with Chronicles of Narnia? Uh, nothing. Act, well, musicals. Okay, a there we go. musical. Yep. It's a musical. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's some things that have been done. So Netflix is picking this up. I was going to say the cartoon stuff, like in, in the, the adaptations and all that mess. Have like, you seen cartoons? No, 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 no. I, I was just going to say like that has happened with, mm-hmm. again, another tie into last week's episode with the Lord of the Rings. Like that's been done. I think there is a Lord of the Rings parody VeggieTales, but I don't think there's a Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. You're right. There so, is the Lord of the Rings. I, I don't know if C.S. Lewis has really made it if he hasn't made it into That's a VeggieTales. Hey, there's still time. Still still going hard on Netflix <laughs> right now. Uh, it's different. Anyway, um, and that, that difference is kind of what's the like, oh, mm. no. But so how are they going to do it is one of the questions people are asking mm-hmm. because there is a lot of of debate in the fan following yeah. of the line of the Chronicles of Narnia. There's the order that they were written in, and then there's the Harper Collins order, which is um more of a cr- chronological, not according to how they're written, but how they happen in, in the, the timeline yeah. of the story. That's the Hollins Harper Harper Collins order. Harper Collins order. And um, say that one time, normal speed. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. I cannot do it. So that so it's like, well, how are they going to do it? Are they going to start out with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Or are they going to start out with the Magician's nephew? You know, I think you have to start with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I think you. If do. you start with the the Magician's nephew, it, you're just going to be like, what? even though our kids have never heard the Magician's nephew. Magician's and nephew I, is a so dope good. book. It's it really, really is. There's a lot of like. Just the way that they hop in and out of the worlds and realms and stuff like that. It's yeah. so cool. It, it is really cool. is. But it makes negative sense if you don't have a frame of reference for like with. So? I Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I agree that like, you know, you know, the only people... you know things about the world and you know things about the characters by the time you read that book. If yeah. you read it in the order that C.S. Lewis wrote and published them in. The only people that read them in old... Hans Christensen's, you know, uh, order here is people that have are, are people that have already read the books like that. Really? Are fam- yes. Like, I don't know. I don't know anybody. If you're one of these people, uh, part of my next comment in their right mind, who is going to like just start out going, give me magician's nephew. I want to read that. They know. they probably think I that think the line the witch some have. people think that the line the witch in the wardrobe because is the only book in the series. They were you know the, I think Harper Collins is a is a publishing company. I think that they were putting them out in that order. And if well if maybe we should boycott been, them. Yeah, absolutely. That's come the on, answer. Christians. Let's Always go. Always boycott. So I thought this was interesting. Um, see what's next. Twitter account, so that's like a Twitter account about all the Netflix things, said that um, one of the co-writers for Coco, Matt Aldrich, Mm -hmm. is going to be the creative architect and oversee the development of all the films uh, and shows adapted from the Narnia universe for Netflix. So, I mean, 
Coco was pretty. I liked it, Coco. Well done. I thought I thought it was great. There's a second one coming out. I'm pretty excited. Oh, really? About that. Yeah. Um. So those are like some things about this. What are we excited about? What are like with Netflix doing the Chronicles I, of Narnia? I'll tell you right now. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited for it to get the Netflix treatment because what, like the money and the stars the, and the CGI and bro, all that. I'm, I'm talking like polish. Mm -hmm. There was a time where it was it was a joke to watch a Netflix original. That is the truth. It was like, <laughs> all right, I need to laugh tonight. And Prime even more so. Ugh, yeah, I'm, let's man, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's watch a Netflix original. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then it got to the point where I was like, oh, dang, I want to watch only Netflix originals because mm -hmm. a lot of the other shows that end up on Netflix are, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so like the money that was being thrown at TV shows at that point was far less than the money that was being thrown at Netflix mm -hmm. originals because mm -hmm. Netflix originals, they get they get Hollywood movie money right for for these things. And I think honestly, like that, I can't speak with great assurity, but I, I'm just kind of looking and and taking this in. I think that kind of started with um stranger things. I think that might have been like the the genesis of it was that. one of the one of the first really. Heavy-hitting Netflix Yeah, it, it was shot really well. It had good CGI. It had an engaging story. And then once it took off, I think everybody was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, people are getting Netflix to, Just to watch, watch Stranger, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, in the in the video game world, we call that a console seller. Like, that's, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm buying a Nintendo, play Mario, you know, mm -hmm. like that kind of deal. Yep. And so you start seeing this kind of stuff happen and then like you turn around and like HBO's got a bunch of money, they're throwing it at Game of Thrones and then you've got like older shows like Sopranos and stuff like that. Like it's shown that this model and this formula works. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, yep. I think too, it'll be episodes, kind of like um, the series of Unfortunate Events. Um, Another great Netflix okay, special. But it was done before, but you can really only do like one book tops per movie. Season. Oh, yeah. The, movie, the whole yeah. thing about a movie yeah, the Jim is Carrey, that yeah. you are bound to this two, two and a half tops time frame. Unless you're Lord of the Rings. Unless you're Lord of the Rings or um, uh, in, in the game. Oh, yeah. That one was really yeah. long. Um, Marvel stuffs. So I'm excited to. That they will not be bound so much by, like, you can always do more episodes, you know? You could have a whole season for you every book. absolutely can. But that kind of leads into, you know, that, that lends itself to better storytelling, better yeah. character development and all that. But if you do a whole season per book, you have to fill those. And I feel like this is the scary thing. We're getting into what I'm not excited about. Mm is the possibility that as you pull in creative writers and all this stuff for somebody else's universe, they sometimes add things that the original author didn't that to a diehard fan, you feel like oh, that's inconsistent. That's inconsistent with a character. That's inconsistent yeah. with a world. And what we've seen, and this is really what I'm scared about, is... Um, 
lately the trend has been to take nostalgic, beloved things yeah. and t- to turn them into a little bit of a dark and grittier version of what I, that childhood classic. I think you can you can literally use the term pervert here. Well, so like Archie, they've done that with Riverdale. Yeah. Um, you know, Archie uh, went dark in the comics. I did research, the, you know, yeah. but I mean, they had to like the original. They had to to keep comic. up. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's it's pretty gritty. Oh, it's yeah. It's pretty gritty. Um, one that this is d- done even worse on is uh, Anne of Green Gables. Ellen yeah. Montgomery's Anne of Green Gables is just not the same to me as Anne with an E. And there are some people who love that. They think it's really cool to reimagine Anne of Green Gables, but I'm like, actually, they killed Anne's <laughs> character. They they just need to write their own character if they want to if they want to dive into the world of mental illness yeah. and you know like escapism and all and and um, abuse and all kinds yeah. of things. That's fine. Write your own dang character for it, and it could be inspired by her, but make her name different and her she yeah. cannot live but i mean in nova I, scotia here's the deal like i i completely understand and i get that but from from a marketing standpoint if you have this or this people group already even if you end up alienating 25 to 50 percent of them you know because of the actual story that's told you still rope in that many more people that you might not have otherwise if you started a brand new IP well, intellectual uh, property. It's like I if, agree if with I hate you. Anna Green, if I hate Anna with an E, which people I do. Yeah, like biblical <laughs> hate. hate. I hate it. Um, I just don't have to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, vote with my money, vote with my viewership or whatever. I don't know if that counts on Netflix because we pay for a subscription. But, but with Chronicles of Narnia, you have to. What? Because it's in the Bible. You have to watch it. Oh, well, I mean, that's it's just the fear. And it's yeah. not just me thinking this. Like, there are yeah. other other people that are like, there's a high possibility that we could go mm-hmm. into this sort of dark thing, which just, like I said, C.S. Lewis writing of this, because it's a children's series. Yeah. While there is darkness, yeah. light always overcomes the darkness, number one. Right. And... Number two, he's just, it's whimsical. Yeah. It is whimsical. And so I'm, I'm, I'm skeptically hopeful. I'm slightly, I'm slightly worried about it. Right. Because we've talked about this in the past. I can't remember if it's, it's on this show or just personally or on one of the 15,000 other podcasts that I do, but we, we've talked about it before. And and that's, that's the other side of the coin of the Netflix treatment Mm -hmm. um, is that you no longer have a network. And you you no longer you're not have, down to rating systems nope. or anything like that. It's just how many views did you get? Yes. And and, and we've talked about how much more you tend to see, and this will not be in this series, but like nudity and all kinds of really Yeah. Vulgarity you're, you're, of all kinds. Yes, within kinds. the first like it's it's just very prevalent yeah. in a lot of Netflix exclusives unnecessarily. Usually what happens is uh, and honestly just go back and l- look at like popular series that you've watched or that you know about. I'm not going to name any names cuz I don't want to like draw people towards them, but think about it. Usually the first episode or the first couple of ep- episodes mm-hmm. are really highly sexualized yes. or whatever. <clears throat> and it's used as a draw. 
as a hook. Which I don't get, but and then it, as you they progress, do it for a reason it must work. As you progress in the season, less and less of it. Less yeah. and less, if any. Sometimes of it. none. Yeah. And um, you know, Anna and I just got done uh, watching the first season of of a show, and the first episode was like that, but just like barely, weirdly, for no reason, like that. And then not a single drop of it in any of it else, any, mm-hmm. any of the rest of it. <clears throat> so for me, I look at that and a, a, a little piece of me is worried about that with Chronicles of Narnia. Well, Just a tiny piece, though. Disney already did a little bit of writing in some other weird stuff when they got to Voyage of the Dawn Treader. They wrote in this like sinister green mist of envy that was like a recurring theme in the book that was just not there and i could see stuff like that being done well that will be done and i mean honestly i'll tell you guys this and this is how you know coming from a nerd's perspective um when you have read a book or a comic or a graphic novel or whatever like you have some written form of something that you you love and you know even if it's like an early cartoon or something like that you have this idea in your mind of how something should be. And you're like, oh, they should make a movie out of yep. that. Yeah. What you are really saying is, I want them to make a movie Mime. out of it. Like, I want them to take these words and put them on that screen. Uh-huh. That's exactly what you're saying. But you have to understand that they are two different mediums. Right. They're two different art forms. And... What happens is you're going to have somebody interpret that differently for screen. Which is what we're going to talk about in the next segment. So sit right there. We're going to take a quick break. We're not going anywhere. We're just going to start talking about it right now. (laughs) Um, But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that adaptation between the book and the screen. Which is better. That's what we're going to talk about. Yes, we will. And I think we're going to have varying opinions on that. So enjoy some sweet tunes here on Back Row Radio, and we'll catch you in just a second. We're back with Church Nerds, and if you're just now tuning in on Back Row Radio or the Live 365 app, last segment we talked about the Chronicles of Narnia. What? The Chronicles, what? Of Narnia. What are you? What you never seen this? that SNL skit? No. Yeah, I'll have to link it oh, in the comments. Dear. Um, so we are talking about the Chronicles of Narnia and really what it looks, what it looks like on the screen through mm-hmm. Netflix and what we're looking forward to and what we are kind of wary about, you know, with the news of... It getting the quote-unquote Netflix treatment. Mm. Um, This segment, we want to talk about something that we, Bubba and Anna, really argue about on the regs. Um, And this is books versus movies. Mm -hmm. Well, so the question is, why is reading a book so much better than just watching the movie? It's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's like those memes when they're like... Uh, let's talk about what's the worst style of music and tell me why it's country or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and why is it country? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh every time because they're, they're pretty point. They usually are. Unless it's something I have no idea about, which happens in Love Thunder <laughs> community all the time. I'm just like, I am always that living, that living meme of Michael Scott saying, I love inside jokes. Would be a part of one someday, <laughs> you know. That's me. Well, but ser- like, what's the benefit of discovering a world in a book 
or what is the benefit of discovering or maybe just seeing a world in a movie? Yeah. You know, kind of opposing. I don't know. My words just escaped me. But like. Yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. Contrasting and I, those two. And I get ones. it. And I think, you know, we've we've had this conversation a billion times. And, you know, from from like a cognitive, uh, you know, brain development standpoint. Well, I it's mean, going to be better to read. They're the always going to say book. Yeah, all of all, all of every the brain study. people who study brains, neuroscientists, books always yeah. are like yeah, way up here. But because your brain takes that, interprets it, creates the world, creates the visual, mm-hmm. like you're like you're having to this is a build, lot more work. Yeah, to you, the synapses read are just, and imagine as opposed to. Watching. Yeah. I think. Active medium versus passive yeah, medium. Yeah. Your imagination is pretty much limitless. I mean, there are people who definitely have smaller imaginations. They have not yeah, exercised that as much. I mean, it's uh, this is not you or anybody. I, I think you have not read as many books. And I think that your imagination is there. You just don't. You just haven't done it as much. Yeah. But it's that thing where like you you watch a you watch a movie like people people argue about this all the time when they've read a book, the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, whatever it is. Yeah. And then it comes out in movie form and some people are like, yeah, that's awesome. And usually it's the people who haven't read the book. And then the people who have read the book are like, jeez. It could have been better. That was nothing like that book. And they pick it apart and they feel unsatisfied. Yeah. Why do they feel unsatisfied about it? Like what? hmm. And it it is that like what you were saying before, before we left for the break is like you have already created this in your mind and that's how you see it. Yep. You're seeing it imagined by somebody else and the the voices of the characters and the way they look, they might not look exactly like they even were described in the book, but, you know, creative license or whatever. But you're, you know, you're giving somebody else permission to interpret something yes. that you've already interpreted for yourself. And it's always going to be challenging. Yeah. And a lot of times because there's no budget on your imagination. <laughs> There is no like impossibility of technology at certain points in your imagination. That's a good point. Um, so then you see it on film and things that were possible in your mind are just not possible at that point. I mean, we're kind of reaching getting, the end of that impossibility, yeah. man. Like there's a lot of things possible. And then in 20 years, we're going to go. We weren't even close. We weren't even close. Yeah. What, how, yeah. Look like how trash that looked. watching the original Star Wars movies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I still Which, can't understand the explosions Speaking of in space. books and movies, I mean, like that was part of the reason that the Star Wars series came, was came out in the order that it did and stuff was George Lucas thinking they're realizing the limitations of technology and his scope of imagination and being like, we just can't do it. We just can't do what I, what's in my mind. Um, And so I, I feel like that's part of the thing is, is a just seeing it differently and B being like, I, it just was so much bigger, so much cooler, so much deeper, so much whatever yeah. in my mind that just makes it hard. But that's not always the case. Some people watch things. I mean, so seriously, The Lord of the Rings. Heard of it, yeah. Man, like I can remember watching The Fellowship of the Ring and in the this, in this second part of it when 
they're they're going up the river and there are those huge stone like carving statue things on the side of the river i was like yeah you you've never just like they made it so big you've never you've never seen something like that so you had no frame of reference like and when that, when you I see Riverdale, well. Riverdale, 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 we were just talking about Riverdale. <laughs> That's the Archie comics. Archie when you lives see, in Riverdale. Wait. Elrond lives in Rivendell. We'll see. Um, so <laughs> when you see Rivendell for the first time, like if you've never been to New Zealand, if you've if you've never seen large stone carvings, if if you've never seen these these beautiful intricate built into the hill of the mountain kind of things, like you. Even the you small things, the hobbit holes and stuff, like I think that that I, I is, love the Shire. We talked about this. It's the coolest place. I th- I honestly think that that is that is a major bridge um, that can can cross that chasm if, between yeah, like because <clears throat> because if certain things are left up to the imagination, like some authors are very descriptive of of architecture of. Um, the landscape and whatnot and and good authors like their ed- or good editors make their authors put that stuff those kinds of details in yeah. um if it doesn't come naturally they have to work really hard of them some of them have to pay people to do it yeah absolutely um uh, because you, you mentioned hard. a rolling hill there are a billion rolling hills be more specific <laughs> but i mean so if you though like in the Lord of the Rings, even though they had been read to me as a child, it was just like there were people working on this story and imagining it in ways that I just never occurred to me. Yeah. And it was cool. It was cool to see it. Um, some people don't love Peter Jackson's interpretation. Yeah. I liked it. I, I mean... It just was cool. You you have to, you got to give credit where credit is due, okay? So for as popular as books have been and still are, libraries are still still a thing. We have the internet and we still have libraries. So we, these things are still a thing, all right? People are still going out and getting books and reading and all this stuff. There is something to be said and kudos to be given for film adaptations of movies mm-hmm. that take what might have been a cult classic and bring it into a mainstream, you know, uh, limelight mm-hmm. to say, okay. Somebody who might never have picked up a book will now you're, be introduced to You're this a world. nerdy homeschooler and that's super okay for you. But now I've taken this thing that you grew up on. And you can now talk about it with your friend mm-hmm. because now they know what the Lord of the Rings are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it just widens the scope for all of these things. But for you that grew up on it, it's part of your DNA, right? Like your last name is Baggins. And so like <laughs> you have you have this thing that's, that's just as much a part of you, honestly, as anything else is. That's where the ferocity comes in that's that's where mm-hmm. the teeth come out and it that not in the white well, orc what I, are we talking okay, about the hobbit i don't want to talk about the hobbit but <laughs> and and that is the thing is like i, yeah. I could the see white people witch who was really not got engrossed Caspian. if like 
we talked about last week that the 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 realm, the world in of the Lord of the Rings is very deep, very complex. And for a person who had actually explored that much deeper and read the Silmarillion and yeah, gone stuff. into the lore and stuff, then to go and I bet there was I bet there are a lot more inconsistencies than anybody realizes. Oh, yeah. And I think that could drive you crazy. So it's almost more of a like a dipping your toe as cool it is as it is. It's really dipping your toe into that world. Oh yeah. Um but I mean, I don't know. I think I wanted to talk about we'll talk about some of the movies that ha- that fell short. Yeah. And then some of the movies that were actually better. Sure. Possibly. Before than the I know book. I know where you're going. Okay, so before we get on, I like I want to help you guys understand. This is what's helped me. So again, coming from the nerd world, all right, we read comic books. We read graphic novels. And so specifically with comic books all the time, whether you're familiar with DC or Marvel or Image or Top Cow or like all these other ones that are out there, Skybound, all these things, right? Like it every so often the story runs dry. You reach the end of an arc, you reach, you know, the end of, you know, whatever or Captain America. No, you been just around. write in a, another uh, another, you know, universe. Well, that's what I, that's what I'm saying is what <laughs> they'll do. We have a multiverse. now. What they do a lot of the times is they do a reboot. They say, OK, hey, we're starting over Captain America number one. Mm-hmm. And this does a lot of things. What it does is it allows people a starting point. Because it's a lot easier to start at Captain America number one than it is to start at Captain America number 235. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, there's so much story going on. Who is this character? What's going on? It's like jumping into Heroes season four. Yeah. Are there four seasons? I think there were three. uh, Reborn was season four. Whatever the last one was. So, So, we're used to that. And honestly, like, characters change all the time. Specifically, like, Mm -hmm. Captain America. If you watch. I was thinking of Michael Scott. Michael Scott. If you <laughs> if you if you watch all of the Marvel movies and you're heavily invested in all the stuff that's going on, they reboot the Captain American Captain America character at the end of this MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe reign. Um, if you haven't seen Endgame by now, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Captain American comes back as a really old guy, hands his shield off to Falcon, hmm. um, and says, "Hey." You're the new Captain America. Mm. So the beauty of that was is that it completely changes what you know and think about Captain America going forward. It's a reboot is exactly what it is. Um, and so that like storylines and characters and all this stuff changes on the fly all the time. Um, you know, there was a female Thor there for a while in comic books. I think that, though, I think that is done more in the comic book university. University? University, universe. yeah. Be- like the comic book well, that's industry. What, that's what I'm saying. like Harry Potter, it was really long. Yeah. It kind of reached the end, which that was rough for JK. Right. JK Rowling. But, um, I mean... But so so that that's what I'm saying though is like I we're we are used as nerds we're used to oh, change, okay. but still somehow we're like well that wasn't in the comic books and I'm oh, like yeah. well, but it kind of was like if you, if you read all of the stories that were around that story I'm just gonna read like 200 comics but that's books. a lot of a lot of people <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is is this this is the attitude that I take when you look at a written versus a film adaptation so for me. I just look at it as 
okay, this is this is a reboot or th- this is this is a variant or whatever. I just feel like you're holding your story with a much lighter hand than I do. I am like yeah. a truest with a lot of things. It's hard for me to let go of Oof. details that are written in even things like like I mentioned the white witch. Her lips are blood red. And then Tilda Swinton is Tilda Swinton as you know, she's Yeah, Tilda Swinton is Tilda they, Swinton. They pick her for her very unique look. And she lo- it's just a very different kind of white witch. Yeah, it's very and bland. everything is white and it's very creepy and like she didn't have the dark contrasting features that made her scary and severe, um, yet beautiful. Yeah. Which is what the how the book and I had a hard time with that a little bit. Like even as much as I love the way that they did it, I was like, oh man, See, in the moment it was hard. Is it something so stupid? Well, you and know? I, I would like to say that I I haven't done that, but I most certainly have done that because I read. <clears throat> there are two books that I read before I watched the movie. Are we gonna talk about this? You have you read your notes, sir? No, I'm not Don't reading jump the notes. Ahead. <laughs> I'm not reading notes. We're, we're running short on time, so I'm just, I'm yapping at this point. I know. I'm trying to connect eyeballs to eyeballs with you and also the people on the other side with their earballs. Eyeballs to earballs. I don't like that word. Well, it's done. So um, what, I'm, what I'm saying here is that I feel like you threw me off my groove. You, what was I saying? Well, you, well, we were just talking about how you are okay oh, with books, multiple books. I read. Oh, okay, sorry. Books I read. Okay. So um, the first one was I Am Legend. Okay, which I thought was a fantastic See, book. Yeah. And is it on the notes? Yes. I'm, it's bo- it's literally behind me. All right, you're looking straight at it. Um, a little peek behind the curtain here, friends. Uh, but anyway, I Am Legend. All right. Mm-hmm. I love the book. I read the book. Actually, I I didn't. I watched the movie first. You watched the movie. I watched first. the movie first. And then, like, I went to, like, a midnight premiere of the movie, watched it, loved it. I think it was, like, one of the first Blu-rays we ever bought. It is the first. The first Blu-ray. Blu-ray we ever purchased together. So, watch the movie. I go straight from there to, like, Walmart or something like Somebody that's open. Yeah, because when, books, when, bo- when movies come out, they're like, oh, as seen in the new feature film, whatever, whatever. I went out and bought it. Yeah. Read the whole thing uh-huh. in one. And this, after a midnight. I remember that. And like the only book you had read prior to this was like The Giving Tree or something. Yeah, <laughs> which is a pretty dope book. Um, so anyway, did that, loved it. It was a completely different story. I mean, almost night and day. Mm-hmm. Loved the book. Loved the movie. I thought you told me that you liked the movie better. Yeah. That, well, so the movie was a better screen adaptation for what the story was. They could not have taken the book, which they tried to. Omega Man was the movie um, with uh, Old Moses in it, Captain Ten Commandments. The Omega Man. Yeah. Right. Well, so I mean, there are some books that I hated as movie as movies yeah like i started reading the hunger games before the hunger games came out and i was so disappointed in the movie because there were and and i've read i mean i've heard that from a lot of people um the voyage of the dawn Treader and uh-huh. the hobbit which we've already talked about and I'll, and it's a lot of that going away from the original writing i just felt like with the hunger games it was again the imagination like there's a there's a language there's weird accents that people have and all kinds of nuances that I just didn't feel like carried in the film. And, and you know, that's whatever. But then there are some, like I thought that you said that I am legend, 
you liked better. You said that you liked the Born series better. Again, went in film. Yeah. Then you liked the book. Yeah, I, I I haven't read all of the Bourne stuff, but but the, you like you read the book. Yeah, and you were like, I hate Jason Bourne in these books. He's, He's a horrible, freaking <laughs> jerk. Like seriously, you're like you watch the movie and you're like, oh yeah, Matt Damon. I want to be him. I want to be him. I want to marry him. I want <laughs> just everything about Matt Damon. But in the book, that dude is abusive. Yeah, he is, he he legitimately is what like a sleeper agent would be. Just mm-hmm. this drone well so if you like a movie better than you liked the book do you think that is affected by what you saw for what you what you which medium you consumed first if you saw it in the movie first and then read the book or if you read the book first and then i do the movie i do think that there is a heavy influence obviously um but for me like when i was watching the movie um, you know, I had nothing to go off of. And honestly, this is the way that I prefer it. I prefer to watch the movie first and then read the book if I'm going to do both. You can squint. I will almost never read the book if I watch the movie. That's there, my thing. See, that this is what I'm saying is that they are so different. You're getting you're getting two different stories sometimes because sometimes. Well, honestly, like even if you go back and you read Lord of the Rings, like you can look in there and go, man, that Lord of the Rings and this is movies are three hours long, and then you read the book and you're like, well, the Lord of the Rings, yeah, three hours was not enough. <laughs> no, well, that's what I'm saying. You're you're getting so much more. It's like if you in go and you play. Pieces. It's like you go. Obviously, you can say that about everything. You can make concessions, but this is the whole point. It's like playing a video game. If you just ran through the main story like and never did any of the side run. quest stuff, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, so for example, we're reading the Harry Potter books to our kids, um, but I have been insistent that they cannot watch a movie right. until we have read the book. And they're like, why, why, why? But I'm like, I just don't want your imagination to be bound by the way someone else has interpreted it. I want you to have yes. that experience first and then... You know, we can go through and watch, but they don't include everything in the book. Right. But most of it, most of it they did, at least in this, the Sorcerer's Stone. So like for children, I'm, I'm with you 100%. But for me as a grown man, like I, this is what I found. And specifically with like a lot of these, these pockets of stories that we've talked about is that going into it with the mindset of, all right, maybe I did read the book before. Maybe do know about the story, whatever. I still want to be surprised. I still want, you know, I I want this that I'm watching to be able to be something completely new to me. And if you think about the MCU, to bring it back to kind of like a, a, you know, a nerd realm here for a second. If you think specifically about the MCU, there's so much to draw off of. I mean, when, when Infinity War and Endgame were coming out, there's so much speculation about what was going to happen with the gauntlet and what was Thanos going to do and what, how was it, who was going to actually take it back, who was going to reverse everything, blah, 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 like all these things. Because there was so much source material for them to draw right. from. And mm-hmm. still, with all of that source material, they went a different direction with the final product. And you looked at that and went, that wasn't in anything. I didn't. Shades of it was, you know, like, you know, I, honestly, it was, th- there were there were huge nods, 
huge nods to the nerd world. When Captain America, fring, takes Mjolnir and, you know, into his hand and he's holding it. This, the, I, we, man, it was just, it was such a cool thing because every theater, no matter when you saw it, erupted. Like that was the coolest moment in the world mm. because, and this is what you can do when you have source material and screen is you can take it in a different direction. You can tell a slightly different story, but then you look back at the people who know it and you go, we got you. Don't worry about this. Here's Captain America holding Thor's hammer. Like it gives you that, okay, I'm back in it. If you lost me at any moment along along the journey, I am back because you did this thing for me. You You showed that we still matter. I think that was different with the White Orc in the Hobbit. I think it was it again because we are yeah. still talking about it. You were very mad about that. I just felt unnecessary. Like there's enough good stuff in it. There's enough good stuff in the source material. Why write your own thing and then make it into three films? I don't know. Because me, they to, had to have a fingerprint. But here's the other thing. That's what it was. No, here's the other thing. Comic books have many, many writers. Uh-huh. A lot of them do. Not all, but a lot of them is not just one person. It's not just one person's world. Yeah. It's a collective. The Hobbit was not. The Lord of the Rings was not. The, the chronic, you know, like there yeah. are certain things that they were not a collective. They existed. The characters were created in the mind of one person. Yeah. And the whole world was in their mind of one person. And so that's why I think that when you're talking about things like the Avengers and stuff, um, this was already a shared thing. It has been rebooted a bunch of times. Like they're already used to it. And that's, it's kind of acceptable. It's the norm. Um, And it is more acceptable because it isn't just one person's thing. One person's creative property. Yeah. And all of that, where when you take a character and a story that is, it's just one thing. There's just one Hobbit, an unexpected journey. You were just never going to, you're never going to budge on this. And I, I love you so we much We told for this. you that we argue yeah. about this. And I, I am, I'm, I think it's, it, I think it's so interesting that specifically about a story that revolves around exploration and discovery and no, things being new. No, we've discovered what we need to discover <laughs> already. You will, you will not let new things in. If you, somebody, you, you don't want an unexpected journey. If you if want a you want a carefully R. R. mapped out journey, that's what you if want. JRR, it's not unexpected for me. It was unexpected <laughs> for Bilbo Baggins and the dwarf. If J.R.R. Tolkien had bequeathed his universe upon somebody else who he was like, I trust you. Here's my Captain America shield, i.e. my pen. <laughs> uh, carry on my work. Yeah, carry on. That would be there still would be arguing about it, but that would be different than the guy, the guy who made Coco coming in and don't screw it up, Matt Aldrich. When you sign a movie licensing deal, that is what you're doing. He there are didn't certain concessions. do it. He there are certain didn't concessions. sign it. 
he didn't sigh anyway, whatever. Anyway, so you guys are seeing exactly what my life is like. <laughs> um, and also what Anna's life is like. So um, we are going to end this segment here, but I promise you that this conversation is not over. Next week on Church Nerds, we're actually going to talk about this very same thing, but from a biblical perspective. So what are the stories from the Bible that have been turned into TV shows, movie, Netflix, whatever, all that stuff. And guys, there is just as much, if not more, than what we've talked about here um, as far Which as the Bible is better, book or movie? Or just... In, in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. There is a right answer to there, that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Um, I hope you guys come back. Next week, um, that you tune in here on Backrow Radio, the Live 365 app, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you find us, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Anywhere that you find us, I hope that you come back. But we're going to take a quick break right here. When we come back, we are going to give you our nerdy recommendation and the Church Church's memory verse. So sit back, enjoy some more sweet tunes here on Backrow Radio. We are back with our closing segment for Church Nerds this week. And our nerdy recommendation for the day for this episode. Which you could argue is not actually nerdy. Well, that's your problem. Is the Ninja Coffee Bar. Yeah, we just like it. Go buy it. Here's what I like about I it. I wish I had an affiliate link Let for me it. tell you what I like about it. I like that you can do individual cup sizes or mm-hmm. like you, there's four different settings. Uh-huh. It's not the biggest coffee pot, but let's be honest, we probably need to drink less coffee. No. <laughs> I can't. I, I, if I drink less coffee, I drink no coffee. Well, so you can, there are different size settings for brews. There are also different strength settings for brews. That's and true. I really, really like that. There's even an over ice brew. That's what I've been using lately. And I like that. Also, it comes with a recipe book to make frou frou drinks. Tons oh, yeah. of recipes. I think it even My, came with a travel mug. Maybe didn't this it? can be, it did. It came with, ours came with a, um, like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like an insulated uh, cup oh, with a straw. Yeah. And it also came with a Plastic milk, a milk frother. Not like an electric it milk did. frother, a but little, a, a like churn you heat thing. up a little glass thing in the microwave and then it has a little churn. Yeah. I don't use that because it's a pain in the... I didn't even know that existed. I might use it. It is really difficult to clean. It gets stinky if you are not meticulous. So I, you know, whatever. But from the recipe book... And this is my further, my secondary recommendation. There's this recipe called Silk Road, and it has spices in it. It's got ginger. It's got cinnamon. Mm -hmm. So those are like normal things, nutmeg, that you would think, oh, yeah, that would probably like a pumpkin spice, you know? Yeah. But then it goes further. It has cardamom in it and black pepper, which sounds strange. Pretty good. Oh, it's Pretty so good. good. It's so good. So you said that's in the book? Mm-hmm. Well, that's I should in, wait for the in, movie in if that's the... cool for you. <laughs> well, Sophia Vergara, like, 
she she's the person who sells these things like she her face i think is on the book somewhere um because she's from colombia but it came with the Colombian coffee ours did so i don't know what special pack i will say this Mm. your brother has one of the glass Yes, and I have a stainless one. Get the stainless. And he says that he's broken several of his glass ones, and he wishes he'd gotten a stainless. It's a science thing. Um, (laughs) Glass breaks. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) our stainless. We. I mean, it is just. Actually, our reservoir I need to replace because there's a crack in it, and I just keep using it. That's. I've seen that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But that's fine. Yeah. So go out and get the Ninja Coffee Bar. If you're a real coffee snob. And you like to use you those need a Chemex, little, yeah. I don't know. It might not be your favorite way to it's brew coffee. It's not a pour over. But it's not I mean, like, coffee. Caleb knows how to use it, apparently, <laughs> to make coffee unauthorized. <laughs> unauthorized, but, for sure. So it's not super hard. It has a lot of options. I just like it. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I love it. You can set it and do all sorts of stuff. It's, you know, it's... If you want to wake up to the smell of coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Delayed We brew. never do, but yep. you can. I do if I have a very early morning to something. Yeah. Every morning's an early morning for me. Whatever. Regardless of what time I get up. Um, okay, so hey, our church nerds memory verse, which Anna hates the name of. I'm going to let her figure something out. I love the name of it. I, I, I labeled it that because I wanted it to feel that way. To feel like trite and like it's, churchy. It's time for like we're your in Bible club. Sunday school memory verse. <laughs> Everybody get out your memory verse thing. Well, hats on. Put them on. What? what? Put memory on your, verse pants. Put memory verse hats. Okay. Put on your little memory verse hats, kids. Oh, we're I gonna, thought you said pants. We're going, well, if you got memory I verse like pants. I like the idea of memory verse pants. Hey, there's a merch idea right there. Your memory verse Where hat. Where do you write the memory verse? It is it no, have it's, a special it's, pocket. It's in a pocket. You just have, yeah, it's in the pocket. <laughs> They're cargo pants. It's cargo. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> um, well, we're just going to take a little bit of uh, scripture out of context for you so that I can prove my point Absolutely. about books being better than movies mm-hmm. and not changing anything. Yeah. So Anna is pulling from the Jesus book. Jesus yeah. doesn't like us to change things about his book either, <laughs> which he wrote, although it is a collaboration. Um, so, sort of. Well, this is him talking. It's, that gets really deep. This is Jesus talking. Well, yeah. This is from the book of Revelation. <laughs> so, this is what it says. And I hope you're listening. I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of prophecy written in this book, if anyone adds Anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life in the holy city that are described in this book. Dun, dun, dun. Don't add stuff and take away stuff from stories, people. God doesn't like it. Uh, that was Revelation twenty two eighteen through nineteen. We have a little addition for me. A little bit, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, <laughs> that's, that's actually in the um, New Living Translation. Yeah, until the part that I added. So I I said that those were Jesus words. It's like the whole point of Revelation is Jesus is like revealing all these things to well, John. There, so that's John. Jesus says a little something. Yeah, after it's that. John. Yeah. yeah, he talks about Jesus being a faithful witness, though. Yeah. Faithful means you don't change stuff. 
Yeah, and, I like, guess leave things out. I guess we'll see. We'll see you next week um, in our episode uh, how how faithful the movie is to that uh, verse. Um, m- movie m- movies. Yeah, several the, the movies adaptations. that have been made out of the Bible. Oh man! Hey, the, like I said, next week we're coming back and we are going to be talking about. Um, I believe it's episode. 21 yes um, yes, of church nerds podcast we're gonna be uh we're gonna be uh church nerds what are we calling this morning morning show podcast it's a bunch of things it airs it airs on back row radio first and then it's in podcast form whatever however you consume it episode 21 of it will be us talking about only because we didn't have time to talk about everything that we wanted to talk about this time which actually is super glorious for us because it it kind of helps us with what the next episode is going to be about um, we're going to talk about the the Bible, yes, and the adaptations that it has had mm-hmm, in film, mm-hmm. along with some other Christiany film kinds of yeah. things. Pure Flix, anyone? Oh wow, <laughs> maybe we'll get a Pure Flix account. <laughs> no, don't. Do they have like a free trial? Because I am not paying for that. <laughs> Biblically speaking, it should be free forever. Okay. Yeah, grace and mercy, <laughs> um, but. Thank you so much for uh, spending a little bit of time with us here on Church Nerds. And be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com. We have amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show and our other podcasts and videos. Mostly this show. Mainly, yeah, mainly this show. Sorry, Kate and Matt. And Chris and and Drew Drew. and other Chris and Hector. Um, (laughs) But if you would like to, uh, please go ahead and head on over to lovethynerd.com slash partner. You can directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd. And we are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift to us is tax deductible. So once again, that is lovethynerd.com slash partner. And you can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms. As always, you can also find us right here on Back Row Radio each and every Friday morning and syndicated on podcasts on all of the networks also that same day as well. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another exciting episode. Exciting. Well, don't get your hopes up, people. They're there. They're already up, (laughs) up in the air. Um, On another episode of Church Nerds. And like I said, if no one else tells you this today, remember that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds. Nerds.